What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast, a show where we talk about fitness and lifestyle strategies to help our listeners live a strong, happy, and healthy life. My name is Matt. I am the head coach and director of program design at Edge, and alongside me, I've got the owner of the gym and my co-host, Mike. On today's episode, we're going to talk about keto, intermittent fasting, and how you can take a more balanced approach to your nutrition. Should we sing to get started? I heard that that's how you get over... You sing? I don't sing, but but you sing. What do I sing? Anyone can sing anything. It's just to get over. It's like how to get over public speaking. This you is not technically that. Public but singing? You sing privately, and that puts you in a mindset where you can talk publicly. I, I saw it on a TED Talk. I don't know. <laughs> it could be a thing. I didn't really get the logic. I don't think there was logic. I think it was more just some sort of nonsense rhetoric, but... It could be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like that would help. Well, next time, I don't before, think it would hurt. before the next podcast, we will sing. I'll go into the bathroom because you have to sing privately in, in order to speak publicly. Yeah, so we will both be in the bathrooms with loud music on, okay. singing loud enough just for each one of us to hear ourselves, but not loud enough for anyone else to hear. And then we will come out, record the next episode. I could see how it would work. I it's cannot. Like, well, it's like the you know, <laughs> first couple minutes that you're speaking in public, or even like the first minute, is like you loosening up and then like you're more comfortable with it so you're just kind of starting it beforehand but what are you going to do just talk to yourself yeah and it's kind of like what we talked about where it's more just the fear of the thing versus the actual act of the thing yes so once you're doing it you're like oh this really isn't that bad yeah that's true but that with the singing as the warm-up you're like yes you're getting over the because most people most of us are not singers anyways even if you're halfway decent at public speaking or whatever Okay, so a couple shots of vodka probably do the trick too. <laughs> at the at the <laughs> when I had to give awards for the chamber, I I was supposed to just have like one shot of bourbon, but I had <laughs> four, and I still was fine. It was good. It was probably better that I did that. I was still very uncomfortable. I don't care now. Now I'd be very comfortable doing it. But sure, yeah, it is what it is. But all right, let's talk about keto. What do you th- what do you think about keto? <laughs> What do I think about keto? Yeah, tell um, me what you think about keto, and then I'll tell you what I think about keto. I like the idea of eating a lot of fat a lot of the time. <laughs> In think. what way do you enjoy that idea? <laughs> because it tastes good? Yeah. Yeah. Bacon, cheese, yeah. really just those two things. I, I think we should come out with something. I think we should come out with something that's just a purely high sugar but no fat. Just the opposite of keto? Well, because that's... What's keto backwards? Otek? The O-tech yeah, diet. we're gonna call it the OTEC diet. <laughs> well, no, I mean, not to poke fun at keto because I think I think the principles, right? Like eat protein and fat and a lot of vegetables. Right. That's fine. That seems good. Sure. But it doesn't work because you're doing those things, or because of the omittance of an entire macronutrient. Sure. Um, so I think for I think for most people, it's just adding another rule and another stressor that doesn't automatically so the, the people that keto is like have a lot of success with keto are the ones that are eating things so many different things that once they eliminate those they don't replace them with other keto friendly foods right and then their calories are lower right but it's because their calories are lower that they lose weight in the first place there's no magical properties that make it you do lose water weight so maybe right. that makes people feel good and there's something to be said about about that, there's definitely been times throughout my career where I've recommended someone do a two-week, you know, seven to fourteen-day, really low carb to kind of jumpstart everything. So, because then you get the 
the, uh, the feedback from the scale if you're using that as a parameter to track <clears throat> and you're able to kind of see some sort of success and it's almost guaranteed and built in. So I guess in that regard, I don't, I don't hate it. And I don't think it's a bad protocol anyways. I just think for most people, if you're struggling to reduce calories, eliminating an entire, <clears throat> an entire macronutrient, you know, all, all carbs gone for the sake of doing it. Right. Plus for, for our people, like we, they work out and like, well, you know, if you're working out two days a week for 40 minutes, you might, you're not going to really need a whole bunch of carbs. But if you're working out four or five, six days a week for an hour and you're, you're pretty heavy into stuff. It, you're probably not going to feel that awesome. Yeah, it's going to hurt your performance. Your recovery is going to be a little bit, a little bit slower than what it could be. Yeah. Plus, it just sucks if you're having trouble keeping, keeping calories down, and keeping all these rules and trying to, you know, if you're if you're tracking macros or if you're just monitoring calories or trying to decrease portions, and now you have this other thing of, oh, now I have to look at all these carbs and the net carbs and figure out how much, you know, how much fiber is in this. It's just another unnecessary rule for the sake of a rule. If someone wants to add a rule, like, I don't know, I, like I could see value in tracking your protein versus eliminating your carbs. And if you're tracking your protein and it's high enough, you know, 0.6 to, to one times your, your current body weight in grams every day, that would probably be a good jumping off point for most people. Uh, and it's I'd far less restrictive, right? Yeah. Instead of saying, okay, if it's carbs, like, get it out. Right. Like, here, add this thing in. Exactly. Yeah, and Much five more ways to, to add it in. To put into practice. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with keto. I think it's it has a lot of good properties. It has some properties that I think kind of kind of suck. But yeah. but it just depends on the person too. Like it, there's not. I think the the most important thing, the biggest takeaway is there's not there's not like a magical property for it, right? There's no. nothing that it does. There's nothing that keto does that any other calorically restricted diet will do. And exactly. and further, if you're not in a caloric restriction when you're doing keto you still won't lose weight or any of the weight that you do lose will just be water weight right um, yeah because you can you can absolutely gain weight in a keto diet yeah very easily yeah i think the heaviest i've ever been i was largely doing keto really <laughs> yeah yeah because the the first month typically is when people see like a someone will be like oh my my uncle went keto and he lost 20 pounds in the first month it's like well a lot of that is going to be water weight like yeah it's a seventy thousand calorie deficit in a month yeah. To lose twenty pounds, it's. I don't think that's so. So what is that? Almost two thousand calories less than what you need every day. Right. Something to that effect. I don't think that happened. Right. Yeah. Depending on you have to have quite a high starting point to be able to lose that much in a month without yeah. being like incredibly ill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think a lot of times the one of the dangers is some of the people that that pitch keto or have a lot of success with it they would have success doing anything that they're doing and they're just that's just one of the, that's something that they've kind of latched onto, and it's just like any other modality or or diet it's just what works best for each person and if some of the principles work but i think doing it for the sake of doing it it reminds me of intermittent fasting right like so that's like the, you know there's a lot of different ways to do it but the the most popular way is a 16 hour fast followed by an eight hour feeding window so most people will eat like noon to eight or uh, 11 to 7 and then won't eat the rest of the of the of the day and call it their fast but it doesn't work because you're not eating it works because if you right. limit the amount of time you can eat chances are good you will limit the amount of overall calories right. and for some people that works really well uh, I think for volume eaters for people who when they sit down can easily put away 700 to 1500 calories of of even you know more dense filling foods that are not you know, highly palatable foods, you know, not, not, I'm not talking about putting away cookies like that, but, um, but 
you know, something like pasta or, or meats and vegetables and still racking up calories, I think limiting, uh, limiting the, the feeding window for that is probably fine. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it really just depends on the person. And that's why I think just doing something for the sake of, of, of doing something and calling it keto is probably, if someone wants to lower their carbs, I'm all for it. Most people right. probably eat way too many anyways, but don't, don't put yourself into a dogmatic approach for no reason, right? Exactly. I yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, when they struggle for a long time with something and then find something that works for them, that's when all of a sudden they get super into it. They want to tell everybody about it. Like, this is what works. When sometimes, like, maybe it worked for you, but it wouldn't work for me. Or if it works for someone else, but it won't work for you. Like you said before, not everything is one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's just like you said with it, with it working for one person and, or, and then them thinking that's the thing, right? That's the, that's the exactly. magic bullet. The that's the secret. It was for them. Yeah. But don't, you know, the, I think if, if you want to help and, and then they're excited and they want to help people and they're like, oh, I have this secret. So it comes and, from a good place. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a, as, as a fitness professional and like being around people that talk about different diets and modalities and ways of eating and rules and dogmatic approaches all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you have to remind yourself that it is coming from a good place. They just want exactly. to help other people. Um, but if you are one of those people that, that had something really work for you, probably don't pitch it as the end all be all. Just you know, say this is what works for me and, I, and this is why. And maybe they don't even know why. And, but now they should sure. if they listen to this. They no, should understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add to that? I, I think it's pretty concise. But Yeah. No, I think that hit it. Awesome. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast, where we took you through keto, fad diets, and how to take a more moderate and balanced approach to your nutrition. Be sure to tune into the next episode, where we'll talk about our motto, strong, happy, healthy, and how we're going to adjust our team training to reflect that motto.